What's going on, White Sox fans? I am John Suarez, joined with you today by my co-host, Tony Marchese. We got a lot that we want to talk about. We got Michael Kopech, UCL tear. We got our t-shirt line that dropped. We also got, I'm going to go on a rant that is going to be a rant of all time. This is going to be an incredible rant, people, so stay tuned for that. And then we have multiple, multiple topics that we're going to talk about, and we're going to bring it all to you today on Shy Sox Week, presented to you by White Sox Nation Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. And it's Shy Sox Weekly, episode 21. We've got John here. This is Tony. John, how are you doing today? Tony, I have been 10 times better. Going into a recording of Shy Sox Weekly episodes prior, I am very angry at White Sox Twitter, and we will get to that much later. But other than that, I've just been having a shitty couple weeks, man. I've kind of figured that out by now, but uh, we're, we're happy to have you here. So, all right, so a couple weeks back, I received some pretty shitty news, and um, it was just very untimely. So I kind of wanted to take a little bit of a break from everything that we do here on Shy Sox Weekly and kind of regain the passion that I have to like kind of bring the voice of the White Sox to you guys through my own opinions. And I kind of forced myself back into coming on to Shy Sox Weekly last week. I, like Tony and I have been talking back and forth every day ever since I kind of find out found out the news that um, kind of put me in a funk. And... I kind of told him, like, you know, I am going to come back this week because I feel like I should. And I wasn't really ready. And my energy was 100% off. Like, I listened to that last episode, dude. And I honestly want to issue a all-out apology to every listener, every loyal listener that we have for Shy Sox Weekly that listened to last week's episode and might have even thought to themselves, like, what the hell is going on? Like, this isn't normal Shy Sox Weekly. I want to personally apologize to Herb Lawrence because he was incredible. That was like, dude, you even texted me while Herb was talking, like, this is fucking great. Herb, every single time we have that man on, is literally so knowledgeable in everything he says. Like, I just sit there with my jaw dropped. I don't know. You can go back and listen to that episode. The first 10 minutes of him being on, I didn't say a single word. I just listened. And that's that's all you can do when a man that knowledgeable is talking. So 
Um, I want to apologize to him for kind of being off. I want to apologize to you, Tony, because I know how much you look forward to doing this this every week. I look forward to it every week, and I was just kind of like not there. We recorded late. I was tired. Um, that played a bit of a factor, but my mood has just kind of been off, and you know I'm kind of starting to gain my mood back, and I'm kind of getting my rhythm back, and you know I don't know. I just wanted to apologize to you guys um personally from the bottom of my heart because it means a lot to me that you guys go out of your way to listen to tony and i rant about a below 500 baseball team that it can't really seem to figure it out right now so we'll get we'll get to that later but if you're listening to this right now in september um it's been a long year and i'd like to also echo out to everybody that uh we do really appreciate uh, everybody who does listen, responds on Twitter, uh, all that good stuff. Um, and buys our T-shirts. It buys our T-shirts. And shouts us out when they buy our T-shirts, White Sox Sale, because we'll yep. shout you out on our podcast. Yep. Yeah. Buy a T-shirt, let us know, and we'll shout you out on the podcast. That's uh, We love that. We absolutely love that. But I, I do want to thank everybody who, who takes the time to listen to us. Uh, looking back on this year a little bit, uh, we're, we're getting towards the end of the year. Uh, it's, it's been quite a wild ride, and I don't want to reminisce too much because we're going to have plenty of reminiscing to do over the next few weeks. But um, to see this grow as much as it has in the first, uh, you know, first season um, has been has been kind of cool to watch. So... Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do uh, for us listening, inter- interacting, uh, buying T-shirts, all that stuff. Uh, it, it's really cool. It's really cool to see it grow. Uh, we've made uh, quite a few friends this this season. Um, Plenty, quite a few is an understatement. I, we've made family. Yeah, this we, season. It, it's been it's been awesome. Um, the, just the, being part of of the White Sox Twitter community, the White Sox community that. That whole community uh, has has been, you know, one of the my favorite parts of this year. Uh, meeting multiple awesome people, uh, I, I can't even name how many how many people I've met this year. It's it's really cool. So moving on from that, um, kind of stemming off from the episode last week and to furtherly um, kind of stretch out my apology, we had dropped a tweet early in the week before we recorded saying, if you have any questions for this week's episode, drop them below. There weren't many questions. There was actually only like, I think, three total. I just pulled them up. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get to those right now at the very beginning of this episode, just in case you were kind of listening to all last episode and you were like, why the fuck did they ignore me? So starting off with the first question, it's going to be from Beefloaf from Section 108. He said, what NBA player would you two need to add to your podcast to be at From the 108 in a three-on-three basketball game? Now, that three-on-three basketball game, I'm assuming, would be him, Cherizi, and my Sox Summer. John, do we so, even need anybody? I mean, I was reading a, um article earlier that Nick Madrigal kind of put out. I don't know if it was – it wasn't through the Players' Tribune, but it was like an MLB.com article about him saying that, like – He's never been uh, he's never felt overmatched in baseball was like the the title or whatever like that was like the attention getter so I was like fuck yes I clicked it I read the whole thing there's a part of it where he says 
I was the kind of guy where if we were playing three-on-two basketball, I would pick the team with two because I like being the underdog. I like being Nick Magical in that situation. We don't need an NBA player. We could handle the 108 guys three-on-two. I don't want to even know what they have to say about that. They're probably going to destroy us on the soak for that, but that is what I have to say about that. I'm going with you, John. Uh, I, I responded back to that with we are like Carl Malone and John Stockton, and we don't need nobody else. Um I don't know if you were alive at that point in time, John, so you may not get that reference. But um, I was born right in that time. But I do know, yeah, I'm a huge basketball guy. I know John Stockton is my guy. All right. So, yeah, we don't need anybody. We'd be able to beat the 108. Um, I'm, yeah, I might regret saying that. You're going to uh, regret saying that. I would yeah. not be able to body my sock summer in the paint. We would get absolutely destroyed. Well, I'm just hanging out. I'm just hanging out in three-point land. Don't don't expect me to get anywhere past the free throw line. We'll just uh, run the Princeton offense. We're yeah. the, I'm dropping the threes all day. I fell in love with. Might be a few air balls, but I'm dropping threes all day. Um, although I am kind of scared because, you know, when Beefloaf gets in that Flint Tropics jersey, he looks like an NBA player. Kind of scares feels, me a little bit. I'm gonna let you feels, cover him. He feels I'm gonna take Treasy. I'm gonna take Treasy. You take Loaf. We'll let my sock summer just do whatever he needs to do. Just don't let him get the ball. Yeah, pretty fucking much. All right, so uh, moving on. We had uh, back-to-back questions from White Sox sale. Uh, one, one Clinton Cole was not very happy about, but we're still going to you know, kind of ask it because I was so flat when you asked me about my experience for that Northwestern game last episode which was literally the best day of my entire life so i kind of want to go like actually like more in depth with how cool that shit was but um he said how shitty is west lafayette indiana and clinton replied with uncalled for but i i do want to kind of put my two cents in there on west lafayette um it's very homey like the the feel is like it i feel i feel like it could be one of those towns where it's like everybody knows everybody I did go to Clinton's house before we went and uh, went to the Purdue Northwestern game. And I was talking with his mom kind of like about just life in general. But we were talking about West Lafayette and just how kind of everything's so close to the uh, – or how they were so close to the stadium. I don't know. That doesn't really pertain to the situation. But it just feel, – I feel like West Lafayette's a nice little like podunk town. But I wouldn't want to go to college there. If I'm like an 18 year old kid, like there are way better options in terms of like just scenery outside. Like I'll I'll say the same about South Bend, Indiana. I've been there. I don't understand why anybody would ever want to go to Notre Dame aside from like their football tradition. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go to Notre Dame for like actual school, like if you're not an athlete and you're going to Notre Dame for school. Like, good luck. That four years is going to be the most boring four years of your entire life. And I kind of got that same type of vibe from West Lafayette. Like, there's a lot of nothing for miles and miles. But, yeah. So if you're like me and don't follow college football, I apologize for that right there. Um, I have no ties to any college football team. We got to make you a Cats fan. We got to make you a Cats fan, man. Well, you could keep trying to do that. Uh, we'll see how it works out, and uh, you know maybe we'll do a Northwestern Weekly someday. Uh, but until then, um, I'm just gonna 
hang hang back on that question. Uh, never been to West Lafayette sale, so I, I can't really chime in on that. What else? There would for- be no other reason to go there than to go for a Purdue game. That's pretty much what what it's there for. Um, the last question was from Sal again, and this was like probably the only actual White Sox question. So we might take a little more time on this. But he said, is Gavin Sheets part of the White Sox long-term plans? Gavin Sheets. The first baseman. Yeah. The class affiliate he played for was the Dash. He might have made it up to the Barons. I don't think he did, though. So he's 22. I mean, let's take a look and see stat-wise what he did this year. Um... I thought he profiled as more of a power guy, but it looks like he only hit six bombs this year. He did hit 28 doubles in 119 games, so that's not too bad. Well, he's Um, what, two years removed from college, a year removed? He was in last year's draft, right? uh, Yeah, you know what, he was was drafted... Third round, fourth round pick, third or fourth round. You know, and and the batting average was there. Slash line of 293, 368, 407. Um, solid. So that's pretty solid. Uh, you'd like to see the power numbers a little bit better than that, um, but there's there's probably still a little bit of time for that to develop. The only question that I would have there is if you do bring up Gavin Sheets, he's long-term. Uh, from what we saw this year out of, those, out of, out of that stat line, uh, it looks like you've got a guy that, lacks a little bit of power um and we've already discussed in a few prior episodes about maybe a potential move of Eloy Jimenez over to first I feel like there might be some guys that that are a little bit more well established that might hold that position longer than you know when Gavin Sheets would be ready granted he's only 22 um you may not see Gavin Sheets for a while he's in Winston-Salem right now unless he has sort of a breakout next two years i don't think you're gonna see him until well into 2021 2022 um but i mean the the power on the white Sox right now that you have to be expecting over the next few years would probably be uh if they resign abreu um you've got eloy coming up that's for sure and then you've got a potential uh daniel palka resigning um or, or daniel palka sticking around sorry uh so you may not need a guy like Gavin Sheets to come up and hit 30 home runs, um, but you do like to see something like that coming out of the first base position. Uh, I'd say Gavin Sheets is a part of the rebuild in just the sense of the fact that he's young, he's shown promise, and if you can trade him at some point and get something back for him, whether that be in a package to get a rental player or – uh, f- flip him for you know in uh, a package deal for a star player that sticks around long term. Whatever they do with Gavin Sheets, uh, I would consider that to be part of the rebuild. I think a lot of people ask, you know, is this guy part of the rebuild? Uh, anybody who's in the minor league system right now is part of the rebuild because you don't know what you're going to get out of them. Uh, assets can be moved back and forth for other assets. You've seen guys that you know in the minor league system of many teams who get traded for people who become parts of World Series champion teams. Everybody's part of the rebuild. Uh, long-term plans, uh, not quite sure on. I, I can't I can't quite figure that one out. What's your take on that, John? 
Yeah, so I have a couple of different viewpoints on that. My main viewpoint is that the initial question is, um, what or is Gavin Sheets a long-term part of the White Sox rebuild, I believe? And my answer to that is no. Um, the reasoning behind it would be, I talked about it on an earlier episode of Shy Sox Weekly. I don't remember the exact episode to be honest, but the White Sox have been very spoiled at the first base position over my lifetime, which is 1996 on. So Frank Thomas to Paul Canerco to Jose Abreu. And I'm talking about like the mainstay. I don't care about like the Adam Dunn and the Adam LaRoche in between or any of those other guys. We do not want to get <laughs> into the first baseman's that have played for the White Sox. There are plenty. Jeff Leifer, like... Hey, Jeff Leifer's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. So, um, anyways, I don't, I know don't that for see. Fact. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see. You got to play it off like you do, man, dude. I don't see Gavin Sheets fitting into that role because Gavin Sheets isn't like a super hyped up prospect. The White Sox really seem to care about that first base position under Jerry Reinsdorf's regime. So I don't really see them bringing up some homegrown third or fourth round uh, pick that's producing pedestrian numbers in the minors to fill that role. You know, they're going to have a slasher in that role for years to come. I think they value first base position a lot in a market where it's very not much so valued. So they're going to probably, I think their next draft will probably focus on a first baseman. I could see that being like a focus point. Like, because we're obviously getting a top 10, it's pretty much a lock at this point, pick next year. So we're going to get a good, you know, prospect out of the draft next year. Who's to say they don't go get like a very, I don't even know the word I'm looking for, good first baseman? Well, you know what? There, I think there's other things in the in the minors right, or other guys in the minors right now that could play that first base position. We we've, we've brought up Eloy. Um, one of the guys that actually kind of sticks out to me as a potential first baseman would be Jake Berger. Um, depending on how that rehab goes, I think Jake Berger would would profile maybe as that that prototypical first base power hitting guy. Um, that's to be determined, obviously, but. I think there's plenty of options at first base. Uh, when we had Josh Nelson on, we, we really danced around, you know, what that lineup is going to look like in the next few years. And there there's a plethora of options for anybody. Gavin Sheets, I think, is kind of on the outside looking in unless he proves it. And I think that's both what you and I are kind of trying to get at, John, isn't it? Is that, you know, Gavin Sheets isn't one of these hyped up guys. Maybe he yeah. plays a, a role somewhere. But I don't think it's – and we could be wrong, but I don't think right now, as of right now, it's – this is the, – the, the future first baseman is not Gavin Sheets. I think if you would if you would get an honest answer out of Rick Hahn, I don't think that honest answer is, yeah, Gavin Sheets is our, is our first baseman of the future. No, not at all. So to answer your question, Sales, Tony and I are both on the no side – can we see it playing out in Gavin Sheets being like a role player for the White Sox? Maybe like a DH in the future. I don't. I don't know. Watch Gavin don't Sheets even say be a DH. Hall of Fame. Watch Hall Gavin of Fame first baseman for the White baseman. Sox. I would love it. I would love it. But my actual opinion right now, based off of 
kind of what I've seen is, no, that's a negative. I'm sorry. I don't know if you wanted us to say yes, Sale, but that's going to be a no. It's a no for me, dog. All right. That finishes up the uh, the fan questions there, doesn't it? Yeah, sure about that. So let's let's talk uh, Kopech. Yeah, I was going to say. So um, on the topics of apologies, um, we recorded our episode with Herb Lawrence, I think it was last Thursday, and I was in the midst of editing the episode um, for everybody's Friday commute home. And a gentleman had walked by. This gentleman is not a White Sox fan. And uh, he's, he's a baseball guy, but he's not a Sox fan. Um, walks by my desk as I'm, as I'm editing this, this podcast on Friday afternoon after most people had gone home for the day. Um, walks by my desk and says, so Kopech's uh, out with a, uh, with a UCL tear. He's having Tommy John. Your rebuild's kind of fucked. And then he just leaves. And I kind of stood up. I was like, there's no way. Because this guy kind of, you know, busts my chops a little bit. He's a Braves fan. And uh, he kind of likes to to rip on our rebuild a little bit. Just with the way that uh, the, the Braves, you know, rebuild's gone. Um, I, I think most of us would wish that we were in the position the Braves are right now. Uh, so I've had to put up with that all year. But to hear him come up and say, you know, Kopech's going to get Tommy John... And then leave for the weekend. Um, I didn't quite believe it at first. And then another one of my coworkers at the same point in time who was a little bit quicker with the keyboard um, said, yeah, that's going to happen. And he stood up and walked out. And I was kind of just sitting there in in disbelief. Um, So on the topics of apologies, we apologize that we recorded a day earlier before one of the most – I guess detrimentally breaking news, um, news things that's happened this year to the White Sox. Um, we were obviously very excited about Kopech, um, as was pretty much everybody in this fan base. But yeah, it, it was not what I wanted to hear going into my weekend. Yeah, um, I actually found out from you. I was driving up to Wisconsin and obviously wasn't really like I wasn't on my phone. I was driving, so I get a text. Do not condone texting and driving. I get a text from you, and I answer it. Or no, I I get a yeah. Sorry, I get a text from you, and it says cope or says we got to record an emergency podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean emergency? I was like, we just recorded a podcast literally yesterday. What do you mean emergency podcast? And you were like, so I asked you why, and you were like, Kopech, he's done. And I was like, what do you mean Kopech's done? I literally go on Twitter, type in Kopech. My heart sank, dude. I had to pull my car over. I had to pull my fucking car over. I was literally like, oh, my God. So we didn't get a chance to record an emergency podcast, and we apologize. Uh, one of the things that we, we didn't. I was, get... I was super busy all weekend, but we that were... wasn't even it, dude. So I'm yeah. driving to Wisconsin, and I'm younger. So, I mean, Bruce Springsteen passed away that day, which I bet was probably pretty, pretty big to you. What? Did you not? Bruce Springsteen did not die. 
Did he not? I thought it was Mac Miller, dude. Pretty sure Bruce Springsteen died that day, too. But no, Bruce Springsteen did not die. Somebody yeah, died. See. It was Mac yeah. Miller, dude. Mac Miller died. Somebody else died, too. No, I know, but besides Mac Miller, somebody else died, too. No, 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 no. Not Bruce Springsteen. Burt fucking Reynolds. Burt Reynolds died. Sorry, passed away. And uh, see, that's how, like, young I am to the instance. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) I find out, like, (laughs) fucking five minutes later that Mac Miller, (laughs) who was, like, literally my childhood, like, favorite musician throughout high school, like, my guy, Mac Miller got me through a lot of shit in high school, which is obviously not the most trying time of your life, but Mac Miller was just the shit back then and obviously fell off significantly. I didn't hear too much from him recently, except that he was dating Ariana Grande a couple years ago and they like just recently broke up. But anyways, he passed away. So I'm finding all this out while I'm driving to Wisconsin. These are like hard hitting things for you. Yeah, it's hard, dude. These are fucking, this is, this is hitting me real hard. This is hitting home, dude. I mean, Burt Reynolds so. was like your favorite actor, obviously. I mean, you 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 got him and Bruce Springsteen, you know, meshed as one. Well, dude, I actually I have a nice little picture that we could probably put out there of me with a nasty little Burt Reynolds stash with the sideburns going, and the 108 guys would definitely approve because they put out some Burt Reynolds tribute mustaches this weekend, which were they were ten out of ten. I gotta say. They were. Uh, that was probably the most entertaining thing this weekend. I think in Chicago sports, the I 108 think won the The weekend. picture I'm about to send you right now, I'm going to regret in the future. Now, but I just want to bring up that you brought up that high school isn't like the most trying of times. I'm going to have to d- disagree with you there. It's because not. after reading your tweets on a prior episode... Oh, fucking fight It was me. probably a, a very trying time for you. Uh, we're actually going to fight. Hold on. <laughs> you, did you get that picture I sent you? Because you were going to fucking piss your pants. Uh, I just got it. I have just received it. What are you doing? <laughs> and why, why does it say sup? <laughs> oh, my God. Why is this on my phone right now? Did you? I'm I'm hoping you did not send this picture to a female. Oh, my girlfriend was the only person that got that picture. I've got it now. That's just a little creepy. Um, we will Uh, not put that out on the internet. Oh my god! (laughs) We have to now. We got to. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you publish that one. Um, it'll probably go in, into one of the, the YouTube, uh, into one of these YouTube videos. So that's another thing, uh, that we, we have now, uh, gotten into, uh, with the help of some of the guys over at Wegern Enterprises. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel. Um, so we're going to try and get some little snippets of some of these episodes up onto YouTube. Uh, we'll disperse those out via our Twitter and, uh, give people a little bit of, 
uh, a taste of what happened during the episode, kind of like a preview clip. I know John has made some of those earlier this season, uh, but we're going to get better. Uh, we're going to get better with doing that too. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I need, I, John, I need you to say it. Look out for that. Bruce Springsteen's not dead. Where are you still researching Bruce Springsteen? I no, I'm just like really, really caught on that. You gave me a lot of shit for it, so I'm pretty beat up about it. No, you know what I'm really like. What I found out tonight that I'm like really shook about. You know Mike. You know who Mike North is? Yeah. Yeah, he's from Huntley. So. Like he lives in Huntley, dude. That's like fucking dude. Are you kidding me? That's like ten minutes for me. That's crazy. I didn't Mike know that. North. I mean, yeah, he, he radio broadcaster. I mean, he he's always. Li- I, I'm pretty sure he's always lived in Chicago. He was on. Um, yeah, he was on no, the, no. He was on a podcast with the the Outcasts guys. See, you just said, okay. Well, we're definitely gonna go grab him. I'll just go to the fucking Huntley Walmart and pull up and see Mike North. That's what I'm saying. Like that is literally so close to me. That's what you don't understand. Like it's not like that's not Chicago. That's literally like an hour and a half from fucking Chicago. That dude. That yeah. like. I think it's so crazy. That's like what, where you live. Uh, actually, I don't want to like announce it, but oh, no, that's I'm like, down. I'm down pretty far south. I'm down in Lockport. Yeah, that's like seeing someone. Li- I think Naperville is pretty close to you, correct? Mm. Not really. Somewhat. Woodridge. I don't know. I don't know where. Uh, you live. Yeah, I pass through Woodridge on my way to work, but yeah, that's like saying that's like saying he's from. I don't know. It's. I just when I saw that he was from Huntley, I was like kind of dumbfounded. I was like, holy shit, that's pretty close to me. Well, the more you know. Exactly. But uh, where were we before you just brought up Bruce Springsteen and then somehow parlayed that into Mike North? That's what happens when I look on my phone when we record Shy Sox Weekly. Well, I guess it happens to the best of us. Uh, Let's try and get back on topic here. So um, speaking of phones, uh, I looked at my phone. Uh, the other night, I think it was last night, and John, I checked two scores. I checked what was the score of the White Sox game, and then I checked the score of the Cubs game. Um, and then I went on Twitter, and you were quite angry. So let's let's get the listeners what they want here. Uh, I tried to protect you from... It's from probably what we're titling the episode as, right? What? My rant. Well, I, I haven't heard the rant yet, so maybe we'll title the episode. It's going to be great. John's it's going to come from the bottom of the heart. It's going to be about four Bud Light, 16 ounce tall boys in. I'm actually going to take a bathroom break before I get into the so rant because John's going to be take a bathroom. Yeah, so John, you'll take a bathroom break. I want you to really deliver this with passion. I want you to let it all out. I know you're very heated on the topic, and then I'm going to talk about what I think about what you had to say. I have already formed an opinion and and response to your rant without knowing what you're going to say, so I hope you take it the way that I want it to go so that I can respond to it appropriately, but uh, I'm I'm very – excited to hear this rant because i haven't gotten it yet from you i know you you've teased it on twitter i tried to stop you from going any further but i'm ready for it john are you gonna go take a bathroom break he's already gone he's taking the bathroom break and we even get the live flush in here 
let's just hope he comes back with all of the, the, the passion that we need him to. Sounds like he grabbed another beer. Uh, I'm that giving you the play-by-play play right on now. Me. I was about to piss my pants, dude. Oh, you're still live. Okay. I'm still live. I'm giving everybody the play-by-play. Play. I was I was saying while you took a bathroom break without notifying me, which is just piss-poor podcasting if you ask me, that you were actually stepping away from the microphone. I literally um, said I'm going to take a bathroom break and then I'll start the rant. But, okay, continue. All right. So I was saying to you and to the listeners that I want you to deliver this rant with as much passion and anger that you have and that i, I was you. trying to protect you from from pre-spilling the rant it was almost like a you know like a a pre you know you were you were coming a little early on this on twitter today and <laughs> i just want you to bottle it up and just let it explode so john i'm going to give you the floor i want to first off um Thank you for not letting me prematurely rant. Rant, yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, hey, premature but... ranting is a is a problem. All right, most no, 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 no. All right, no, no, no. I got the fucking talking stick. I'm mad. I am angry, dude. All right, first of all, I want to say that I'm not like personally calling any singular person out on this. This is as a whole. This is as a group. White Sox Twitter this past week was all about the Milwaukee fucking Brewers. I don't know why. I do know why, but I don't I don't see the reasoning. I don't see the logical reasoning behind it. If it was October. Okay, so first of all, a lot of whites the, the main thing I got mad about was a lot of White Sox fans and a lot of White Sox Twitter has been tweeting over the last couple days a lot of hate shit towards the Cubs, which I get, which I understand. But they've been tweeting a lot of, like, go Brewers stuff. Like, they're big-time Brewers fans all of a sudden. Like, we all know who the fucking starting fucking rotation for the Milwaukee Brewers is. No, we don't. We don't know who their starting nine is. We are Chicago White Sox fans. That's what we do. We're Chicago White Sox fans. That's the team that we pay attention to. First and foremost, we're not going to sit there and root for the Milwaukee Brewers when the Chicago White Sox are still playing games in the same fucking time slot. All I was seeing all week, while the White Sox are playing very meaningless games, but still the White Sox playing. You're not going to see the White Sox play for six, seven months, and you already got people jumping ship and going and watching the Brewers versus the Cubs. You're losing the argument, people. Your argument is, oh, well, I'm getting a ton of shit from Cubs fans saying all this stuff about the White Sox. So, like, I'm just trying to, like, no, I don't care. Rise above it and be better than it. Not even be better than it because you could talk as much shit as you want, but be better than it in a certain situation. You don't have to sit there and feed into, like, oh, I'm going to sit there and talk shit to the Cubs fans off of every single Brewers and Cubs box score because I know that the Brewers and Cubs race is tight. Why do we give a fuck about the – the Cubs are obviously going to make the playoffs, people. Wake the fuck up, okay? They're going to make the playoffs. Root against them in October when the White Sox aren't playing games still. Like, it's so aggravating seeing these big characters on White Sox Twitter, these very influential people who – who hold most of the voice for White Sox Twitter, just already jumping ship on the White Sox team that we have right now. It's crazy. It's crazy that 
and I so I said I wasn't gonna ing- singularly call anybody out, but the main root of the tweet was a shy shy. I don't even know how the fuck to say his name. White Sox fan Mike or whatever. The kid that's like I think he's like twenty one, twenty two. When I was in high school, don't get me wrong, dude. When I was like fourteen. 15 years old i was a huge fuck the cubs guy like every single chance i had when the cubs started to become better i was like yeah no screw the cubs and rooted against them heavily but i still cared about the white Sox first and foremost dude root against the cubs when they're in the world series 2016 i was i i'm not trying to sound hypocritical because i hate the cubs okay and I root against the Cubs, but I don't go out of my way to root against the Cubs while the White Sox are playing. The other night when all this was happening, the White Sox were tied 2-2 two to two in the fucking eighth inning with the bases loaded. And all I'm seeing in my timeline is Brewers tweets. I was sick. I literally texted you and I was like, I got something to talk about on Shy Sox Weekly. That right there was the passion. That brought the passion back in me for Shy Sox Weekly because I literally was like, I want to record right now. I literally want to record and just let my voice be heard that I am so fucking mad. And I'm sorry for swearing so much because I'm actually pretty inebriated at this point. But I'm so angry at the fact that people can just go out of their way to sit there and watch a Chicago Cubs game instead of a Chicago White Sox game and still call themselves a White Sox fan baffles me. Fucking beyond me. But that's it, Tony. That's all I got. I don't know how long I went. I definitely stumbled over my words a few times. I was trying to be a little bit more clean cut than that. But that's pretty much all I have to say is pay the fuck attention to the White Sox. We have 16 more games. Go to the as many games as you can. I'm trying to get my uh, mom out to a game before the end of the year. She really wants to meet the Section 108 guys. And there's only six more home games. They got the Cubs and then the Indians for a home series. So, I mean, figure it out, people. Tune in to the White Sox if they're on. Don't watch another baseball team if you consider yourself a White Sox fan if the White Sox are on. I don't care how bad they are. If you're watching baseball, watch the fucking Sox. John? That was good. I like that. It could have been better. It could have been better. I'm not going to lie. I had higher expectations and higher hopes for it. And to go as uncut and and raw for that long, it's kind of hard to do. But I tried, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say a few things on on what you just said. Uh, number one, I hate the Cubs. I hate the Cubs more than more than probably you do. Uh, I can't stand. I don't. Is your the brother Cubs. a Cubs fan? No, my brother is not a Cubs fan. My brother. Both of my brothers, it. both of my brothers I are white. Actually, I hate so, Cubs. My brother's a huge Cubs fan. So, um, my brother and I, uh, in what was it, 2015? Is that when they lost to the Mets? Yeah, 2015 or, when they lost to the Mets. My yeah. brother and I went to a, uh, I think it was Buffalo Wild Wings or or another local sports bar or something. Um, and we. Went to the uh, went out to dinner during the game, and we cheered as loud as we could. Every play, the Mets made that was good, and the Cubs were bad. And we got like we got looks, we got you know people staring at us, people telling us to shut the fuck up. I hate the Cubs. I will root against them till the day I die. 
There's a uh, John. I'm not sure if you've ever heard it. There's an old Southside Chicago song. It's a Southside Irish song. It's called the Southside Irish. Uh, you root for two teams. You root for the White Sox, and whoever plays the Cubs. So <laughs> there is there is a, a, a tradition, I guess, amongst if you if you look back on the South Side, and I saw some of this in the in the Twitter uh, Twitter sphere, I guess you would say. Uh, when you were talking about that, like people kind of saying why they would root for the Brewers or the Cardinals or all this other stuff. There's a deep-rooted hatred for the Cubs, and you're supposed to root for the other team. But with that said, I do agree with you. If the Sox game is on and the Sox are playing, regardless of what's going on on the north side like so it was okay. a hell of a fucking it was a game, hell of a Tony. game it could have been yeah. top five for the season and you got fucking the most influential people on white Sox twitter tweeting about the and fucking brewers and that's the problem that's the problem and and you you touched on this a little bit cubs fans will come at the white Sox fans for saying you care more about what the cubs do than what the white Sox do and that's one of the things that they shove in our face. And yes, when the most influential people on White Sox Twitter are sitting there live tweeting about what's going on in a Brewers-Cubs game, then what's going on in a White Sox game, that's red flag. And I know you said you weren't going to name names. You you did name one. I tried my hardest not to, but I had to bring not up the, the initial. One. He was no, not he the only one. There not were plenty of people out there. Big, big names who were out there. People who have, you know. We've had past guests on Shy Sox Weekly that past were. Past guests on Shy Sox Weekly were more involved in what's going on in a Brewers Cubs game when in their Twitter handle and all they tweet about or what they're supposed to represent is the White Sox fan base. And yet, Rodon is pitching a gem. And so, and, and, and don't get me wrong. So I'm not trying to say that like they're wrong for doing that because they're not, they're but wrong with the timing. They're wrong with the timing. Ha ha. The Cubs lost. Literally. Like, I mean, it, it, like the fact that it was, what was the final score of that game? I, 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 there was, it was like five or six to one. It couldn't have been that it fucking sighting of a game to the point where you have a two to two ball game that has the bases like the bases were literally loaded in the eighth inning. The White Sox top of the eighth, two outs, two to two ball game. You get a base hit right here. You take the lead. You put the game away. They, however, did not because they're the Chicago White Sox and they never fucking do. But still, Tim Anderson goes on. And, and, of course, they're watching by now. I'm sure they're watching by now because the Cubs and the Brewers game's over. Or they're in bed, exactly. But, like, still, that's my fucking point, dude, is it's like, how are you? How are we as White Sox fans going to let these people represent us but at the same time go and do this shit while the White Sox are still playing baseball games? So, and that's, that's I guess, where I kind of echo your your sentiment on this is – we get a lot of shit as White Sox fans for hating the Cubs and caring more about them than we do our own team. And when the most influential people within our group 
um, are pretty much living up to the stereotype, it really sets a bad example. Um, this is kind of a hot take coming out of here. It, it is, and it, and it might be controversial. It I don't, might be honestly, controversial, and it and it might and it is what it is. But it's like people are thinking it. There's other people out there thinking it. I mean, there was more of. I mean, some of White Sox Twitter. I was there interacting with them yesterday about people that were like, "Dude, I don't understand." Like this one dude put out a AJ Early put out this hilarious tweet about. He was like me watching the White Sox game while everybody seems to be watching the Brewers game. And it was that scene from Fresh Prince where Will Smith standing in the fucking family room with nothing in the family room when they just got robbed. Right. But it's that's hilarious. The, that's the thing. Okay. And I do, I do understand that, yeah, the Sox haven't made the playoffs in uh, 10 years. The Cubs are in a pennant race. The game has meaning. There's a draw of interest to people in games that have meaning. Okay, but, but Tone. But, hey, 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 I'm not trying to defend anybody. I, I, let me finish. Yes, the Cubs have something going on their side of town. It's been going for a while now. Who gives a shit? If they lose, it's fine to shove it in their face. But to spend your time and your investment in watching their product over hours just further cements the fact that whenever a Cubs fan gets angry about a White Sox fan for caring more about hating the Cubs than loving their own team, you're proving it right there. And they are, and it's a bad look for us, and it's a bad look for everybody that represents himself as a White Sox fan. And there it is. And the one point that I want to make is – Play this scenario out. Week 14, NFL season. Green Bay Packers are, you know, pretty much vying for a playoff spot. You know, they're playing whoever, and the Bears are not going to make the playoffs. They're already eliminated from playoff contention. It's the 12 p.m. slot, and you're sitting there rooting for whoever the fuck it is. The Cincinnati Bengals are playing the Packers. You're sitting there rooting for the Bengals to beat the Packers while the Bears are playing a game on the same in the same time slot. You're sitting there rooting against your rival instead of watching the team that you claim you're a fan for play. Same scenario, Blackhawks, Red Wings. Like same scenario, fucking Bulls, Pistons. You're sitting there watching the team beat the like you know what I'm saying? It's it's aggravating. It's like, how are you going to actually sit there and call yourself a fan? When, you're, when your team is not playing, when the Bulls are eliminated from playoff contention, you're sitting there you're watching the Pistons, the Cavaliers, and the Pacers play in the playoffs. Root against them. You don't want to see your rivals win, and that's reasonable. And I root against the Cubs. I sit there. I mean, I, I'm glad that the Brewers did what they did in that series. I'm not going to sit there and watch it over the White Sox game. You got me fucked up. There's so Ian Hamilton put together a great inning. In, in one of those games against the Royals. Tim Anderson took over one of those games. You know, he's, he's, and um, people are sitting here tweeting about how the future of the White Sox is, like, so predominant, and you have to you have to watch it while it's here, like, blah, blah, blah. It, like, I get it. Ryan Cordell took the leap over Eli Jimenez. We still have bullpen pieces in our bullpen right now that are going to be future bullpen pieces. We still have rotational, like, position players that are still going to be future position players. Tim Anderson, Yoan Mankata. We have players that I would still much rather like to get this extra two weeks, three weeks to look at 
opposed to watching the fucking Chicago Cubs play, dude. Here's like, the thing, John. Here's the thing. If you want to watch the Cubs play baseball right now, you, you said it earlier. The Cubs are probably making the playoffs. Wait until the Sox are done. Wait until the Sox are done. If you want to get off on watching the Cubs lose, wait until it's in the playoffs. Wait until the Sox play them next week. Literally. And that was another thing. It's like, Jesus, we're so close to actually being able to ruin their fucking season, dude. We all looked forward to this. We all talked about this. We lit- That is going to be our World Series. Those three games, Hawks, last hurrah, like that. Three, those three games have so much tied into them, and you're sitting here worried about the Brewers versus the Cubs. It's it, I, I don't understand it. It's I, I don't understand it either. Hard. And, and and you can ask my brother. You could ask my family. I am one of the biggest Cubs haters. Like. Behind being a Sox fan, I root for whoever plays the Cubs. And yet, if the Sox are on, that's who I'm watching. I'll look at the score. I'll laugh about the score if they're losing. I'll get mad at the score if they're if they're winning. But I'm not investing my time in watching pitch by pitch to live tweet what's going on in the Cubs game. Unless it's a playoff game, the Sox are done. And... You know, that's the baseball that's available to me. Exactly, and I'm craving baseball. That's actually one of my favorite weeks, whether the Sox are playing or not, is that, like, Division Series week where there's a game at, like, noon. It's almost like March Madness of baseball. I love it. There's a game at, like, noon, three, six, and then nine, and it's fucking great. But, I mean, moving on from that, I don't want to sit here and, and talk about it for... 30 minutes and just keep looping back into the same main topic, which is watch the White Sox while they're still on. Um, is there anything else you really want to touch on today, Tone? Uh, I wanted to give a little bit of a future forecast on what, what Chi Sox Weekly is going to be um, over the next few weeks, how we're going to close our year out, uh, what the off season looks like. I know we've touched on this before. Um, but I just want to kind of reiterate it, give, give our listeners a little bit of a clue into what we've got planned and in store. Um, I know we didn't talk a lot of current White Sox this week. There really isn't that much to talk about. Um, one of the things I might want to circle back on a little bit is yes, the, the Kopech injury. We're going to bring you a detailed in-depth episode about Michael Kopech, the Tommy John surgery, all that stuff. It doesn't really need to be addressed at this moment because, quite frankly, we have a whole year to address that situation. Um, it's very unfortunate. Like John said, um, his jaw dropped when he realized it. I know we went off on a tangent about Bruce Springsteen and uh, you know all these other celebrities who are dead, but even though Bruce Springsteen's not – uh, but the the Kopech thing, we, we'll get to that uh, in depth on a later episode. We're probably going to bring in a guest for that one. Um, we'll we'll see who we can we can get uh, who will be very knowledgeable on the situation. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, maybe a reoccurring guest that we have. Um, but that's probably not going to come now. Uh, a lot of this has been covered by a lot of the other. Uh, Chicago White Sox blogs, news outlets, etc. Um, 
so we didn't get to record that emergency podcast. We apologize. We're gonna try and get better at at doing stuff like that. It was it's, it was bad timing. It was very anything, bad timing. Anything right now, centrally, like emergency wise, is probably gonna be bad timing for yeah. us. We're gonna we're gonna try and get better at doing stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we will bring you an in depth Copac episode at some point in time. Um, the rest of the year, uh, we do have. Uh, our contest winner, and a lot of the stuff that's been going on around Chisex Weekly has kind of affected that uh, that scheduling. Um, we're going to bring you an episode with Dave Polina uh, next week. Um, that's going to preview our Sox Cub series. Um, there is a tailgate, and I'll just give these guys a little bit of airtime. My dog is now playing with a toy. Um, the Sox on 35th guys, Johnny Nani, and uh, the guys in the 108 are going to be running a tailgate that Saturday. Uh, we do not know if we will be there. Uh, John, you and I have not really discussed that in depth. Um, I will I'm not, be at the, I'm not going to be there. You're not going to be there? No. Um, I probably will not, unfortunately, uh, be there either. Uh, I will be at the Sox-Cubs game on that Friday uh, in the afternoon. That's a 3 o'clock start. So I will be there. I will be sitting in the 108. Um, my buddy Jake and I have tickets already for, for that game. Um, didn't find out about the Saturday game tailgate until after buying those tickets. Uh, but we'll we'll preview that series and kind of wrap the year up a little bit with Dave. And then uh, we're going to bring back... Uh, we're going to bring the guys back from the 108 to kind of close our year out. We're, we're in talks with them to to bring that back uh, and do another episode with them to close our year. And then uh, John and I are going to run a uh, kind of a season in recap episode. Won't be, won't be bringing a guest on for that. Um, it'll probably be a little bit of a shorter episode, just kind of talking about a little bit of stuff. And then we're going to go into off-season mode, and uh, you'll probably be hearing from us maybe once or twice a month through the off-season until spring training picks up. Uh, so that's what we've got going on here. Um, of course, if any th- big major news breaks, we'll try and coordinate our episodes with with that. So uh, that's what's going on with Shy Sacks Weekly. Uh, look forward to recording next week with Dave. Yeah, I'm excited. Obviously, like you said, it's going to be our Cubs-White Sox preview, which is the biggest series of the year. Um to be honest, I don't even. Did we get swept earlier in the year? I don't think we did. Did we? Uh, I think we went one and two. One and uh, two. It's been it's been it's been a very long year. Like we, we kind it of touched has. on like, it. I this feel like this year split in a fucking two at this point. It's yeah. crazy. But anyways, uh, we're gonna be the ones doing the sweep. Definitely not. But uh, we're gonna bring that cup home. I think because if we tie, the Cubs retain it because they won the cup last year. So that's the stupid tiebreaker rule they have is whoever won it the year before, if it's a tie, keeps it. So we literally have to sweep to win the Crosstown Cup this year. So let's do it. Do you really care about the Crosstown Cup? No. Uh, For a while, it was the only thing that I cared about while the Cubs were good and we were bad because it was still like, it was like, oh, you're so good. Why can't you beat us in a fucking series if we suck so much? That was a very that was that was nice to like kind of hold over Cubs fans' heads, but 
like I said, we got 16 more games. Um, debatable, to be honest, because of this whole uh, storm that we have on the East Coast because the White Sox are traveling to Baltimore for this three-game series against the Orioles. Um, hopefully they get all those games in because I don't really see a slot where if there's a rain out at this point, they can make that up. Yep. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they play that out. Um, I'm just going to enjoy whatever White Sox baseball I get left for the rest of the year. We're hoping uh, to bring you guys two more episodes before the end of the year, and we'll see how it goes. Yep. Um, until then, uh, I don't really have anything else to say, John. No, I'm pretty much, that was it. We just kind of wanted to air out our grievances this fucking week, and we appreciate you guys for listening. So until next time, go White Sox. Go White Sox.